0: Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, What's Your Style? Have you ever looked at something so often that you begin to see a pattern emerging? That happened to the German poet and scientist Goethe, who studied plants so deeply that he realized, wait a minute, each part of the plant could also become a whole new plant under the right circumstances. He called this part-to-whole change the metamorphosis of plants. And when he was asked how he came up with this stunning discovery, he simply said, every new object clearly seen opens up a new organ of perception in us. Well, on a much less dramatic scale, I had the same kind of insight from working over the years with my college classes. I usually had two sections of my cognitive studies class, and between them, I would have about 70 students each semester. Every time there was a written assignment, I would watch them respond in all sorts of ways. There might be one or two who had the work done before they'd even really had time to think about the assignment. Others would get so wrapped up in a two-page assignment that they ended up asking for extensions and would end up turning in maybe 20 pages eventually. And then there were the occasional students who seemed to pretend there was no assignment until it was way too late to even get started on it. After several years of this, I began to see a pattern emerging. The late starters were always late starters. The ones who got it over with in a flash never really put in much time on the task. And the ones who turned in extra pages, they never seemed able to keep it short. Could it be that we all fell into one of three basic styles, where some folks were either great or hopeless at starting things, others either dreaded dragging assignments out or were incredible at hanging in there through the long middles of things, and others either struggled to finish anything or were focused on endings and wrapping things up really well? So I spent a couple of months designing a questionnaire to check it out. I created 10 items describing strengths at beginnings, like good at putting first things first, and 10 describing weaknesses, like drag my heels getting started. And then I went on to create 10 strengths for the middles, like can concentrate a long time, and then weaknesses for the middles, like give up easily, and then 10 strengths for the ends, like finish what I start and then 10 weaknesses for them, like, have lots of half-finished projects. Then I scrambled those 60 items so that they couldn't see the pattern when they took the questionnaire. I used letter codes next to each item so they could tally up their answers when they finished. For each category, beginnings, middles, and ends, they would end up with a score that was made up of the number of strengths they had minus the number of weaknesses they had in that category. So, sometimes a student would end up with a minus number in one or more categories. Well, it turned out to be a great questionnaire, and I explored it with my classes for several years. We learned more and more about how those styles worked, and they invented ways to improve their skills in the areas that gave them the most problems. We'll only have time today to hear a couple of stories about what this remarkable questionnaire revealed. In the next podcast, We'll talk more about how to tell what your style is and how to take advantage of your strengths and remedy your weaknesses. I'll be sharing what we discovered in my classes and the many tricks they invented to strengthen their weakest styles. Here's the first story. The first couple of times I introduced the questionnaire to my classes, I couldn't tell how strong these styles really were. But then I tried something new. I decided to break a class into discussion groups according to their scores. We had about 35 students in the class, and roughly 15 of them were strongest at beginning, so they went over to one part of the room, and another 15 were strongest at ending, so they went on to the other side of the room, and the remaining four students who were good at middles, they sat with me. After a little bit of discussion, the ones in the beginnings group had a huge question. They wanted the middles people to tell them how in the world you kept a relationship going. Because it turns out that all of them tended to break up with their person after about six weeks because they got kind of bored. And they wondered how you get past that and have a steady relationship. Well, it turned out that the middles people, two of them were in relationship and the other two weren't. The ones that weren't had jobs like that, though. They were in these jobs, but they didn't like them exactly. And they didn't know how to quit because they were really needed. And besides, it was hard to find time to look for a new job. Well, the ones that were in relationships said, well, that's how it is for us too. We're in a relationship, but we really don't like the person anymore. And we don't know how to tell them. And we just put it off and put it off. Well, by now, the people over in the ending side of the room were going nuts because they had all the best answers for one-liners to break things up. And they also turned out to be the ones that did all the recycling. And they had all the trophies, too, because they loved to win. So it really was true that there was a clustering and a patterning that went on. So here's a second story. A few years later, after it was becoming really obvious that most college students were either going to be great at beginnings or endings, but were rarely middles types, I decided to use it during a workshop with alternative school directors. They took the test, they scored themselves, and then I said, Okay, so how many of you were strongest at beginnings, and no one raised their hands? Well, okay, how many are strongest at endings, and no one raised their hands? They were all middles people. When you think about their jobs, it kind of makes sense. You can't just have a short run at running a school. It just goes on and on. But then when we looked at their second best skill... The ones that were second best at beginnings had these marvelous introductory experiences for new students, and they had campouts and get-togethers at the beginning of the school year. And the ones that were strongest at endings, well, they had all the trophies and the awards and the competitive scores. So the pattern still held out. If you want to experiment with the original questionnaire, it is available on the Embrace Your Brain website, and it's in a 10-page booklet called What's My Style?, it includes copies of the questionnaire and is filled with r- useful ideas for strengthening your approach to beginnings, middles, and endings. It comes bundled with a second booklet called Checking Your Channels. That one has several checklists and great ideas about working with visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learning patterns. I'll highlight the bundle on the home page in the What's New section so they're easy to find in case you want to check them out. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book Original Mind Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance It's available at EmbraceYourBrain.com